There was something interesting that <clears throat> you were mentioning earlier, and that was that at some point you had a follow with uh, your roommate years and years ago, and you don't even remember uh, why. Um, yet, you, know, you still follow each other in Facebook. So I think that in itself is very interesting, the way that a relationship develops and the consequences of our highs and lows. Um, tell, tell me what has been a relationship that you can remember, a friendship, or any kind of relationship. Because we, we always talk about relationships in the sense of romantic relationships. Um, we usually call friendships, uh, you know, with, of course, with friends, French, that, that's, that's a friendship, but we, we don't give it the status of relationship. Why, why is that? Why is that we tend to call relationships only the romantic ones? That's an interesting question because personally, I do call all relationships relationships. Mm. And I, <laughs> I had a, I would say a year long, maybe even a five year long, back and forth. I don't know how to call it an argument. I call it a spirited discussion mm -hmm. with um, a coworker, <laughs> my boss actually, <laughs> because we disagreed over the definition of relationship. <clears throat> and so for me, um, quite often, like I've made so many videos about relationships, um, talked about them in my email, and I would always say that, like, I'm talking about relationships, not just the romantic ones, not just the, you know, but the familial relationships, the friend relationships, the work relationships, where they're your colleagues, and then, um, you know, your relationship with yourself, like you have a relationship with yourself, and that concept tends to blow people's minds. And then we, we have a relationship with people whenever we engage with them. So, like, there were people that I spoke to today when we were in a grocery store. And for that brief moment, we were in a relationship. We were relating to one another, whether, you know, we offer some person a, 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 a compliment or we just say hi. Like, for that brief moment, we may never see each other again. We were relating to each other. So, like, I always think, like, there's certain words that, pique my interest in that is like like a ball and I'll turn it over and over in my hands and look at it from all sides and relationships is one of the words that I have really you know looked at it in that way you know like I have relationships with my plants I have relationships with the bunnies in the neighborhood because I relate with them so how uh, what would you say to people like that I don't know what was the discussion with uh, your co-worker with your boss about the definition of relationships, but I think a lot of people give uh, the status of relationship to something more significant when it is, you know, friendship that has been there for years, and again, the main term is usually used for kind of like a romantic uh, relationship where you involve, you know, kind of like a, a deeply emotional aspect of yourself. So I imagine that, that from from what I'm seeing was the argument. Yeah. Um, She's not in her head, by the way. Um, so that, that, that is my question. What, what would you say to that? That That is not a relationship. That is an interaction. Yeah. That is an interaction that I'm having with someone at the store. It's an interaction. It's, it's not, we are not really bonding in, 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 in a way. This is too superficial to, to be meaningful. 
What is your response to that? Well, that's the whole thing. That's what we argued about over and over again. Because we were talking about the relationships that teachers or administrators have with students. I think we we're probably talking about teachers and students. That was the whole thing. And this other person was like, no, you don't have relationships with students because there was this significance. And so the relationship was for families, for friends, and then, of course, for romantic, you know, relationships. That, that was the limit of what a person, what, what that particular person thought a relationship was. And I was like, no, no, of course we have relationships with our students. You know, and what's interesting is you and I have talked so many times about when if something lasts a long time, that's when it becomes significant. But um, more often than not, particularly as teachers, we may have that, that, that student for those nine months and then that's it. We may never, ever see them again. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that I right now have relationships with students who were my students when they were 12 and now they're 30. And we didn't know each other the whole time between 12 and 30. We knew each other when they were 12 and 13 and then they went on and lived life. I went on and lived life and then because of Facebook, we're able to reconnect with each other. And the reason why they want to engage in relationship with me now is because of the relationship that we had back then. And so in that nine month space of time, quite a few of my students would tell you the relationship that they had with me is what, you know, made the experience magical and wonderful and helped them be the best version of themselves they can be in nine months. So I agree that I, I think with the student, the case of the students is, is something deeper um, because you become a model, a positive or negative model, we, they can take it whatever they want. And they become also someone that you invest time and, and, and emotions and, and hopes and, and, and everything. So that I, I do think that, you know, at that point with, with this student, you do form those relationships. But then it brings me to the question, is there like a threshold on how much you have to invest either time, emotions to call that relationship? In your argument, you're saying no, from the right from the get-go. Now, it doesn't matter if you talk to that student for 15 minutes. It's automatically a relationship. From what I'm understanding, is, is that correct? Yeah, and it was brief. Like okay. it could be if I only talked to that person for 15 minutes, then we had a 15 minute relationship and then we went on. But for those 15 minutes, we were relating to each other. Um, if you see somebody in need and you uh, seek to uh, demonstrate care for them, to help them, mm-hmm. Then even in that brief moment, you were in a relationship with that person. And like I said, you can go your way, they can go theirs, and you may never encounter each other again. But like when you, the way you talked about the significance, well, yeah, like, so, and my definition of this word came about as it pertains to my, my research, my, my dissertation research, because mm-hmm. it was about caring relationships between teachers and students. So that is why, that's what began my analysis of the word and how it could be very brief and fleeting compared to what society tends to define as a relationship. So then let me go into that. Like when you are going through this research and you're going through your dissertation, but your society defines it a different way. Since, I mean, we have talked about this in a separate topic and we will go back and forward, back and forward coming in and out of the society kind of issue. But if society is giving it 
kind of a different meaning, if you want to call it. Would that be the, the, the meaning that everyone is following and therefore the valid meaning of relationships? I'm not going to go so far as to say the valid. It might be the one that everybody else want to agree to doesn't make it valid. It just means that everybody's decided to agree that that's the thing. Isn't that validity in itself? It's not validity. No, uh, so. it's not. But I'll say this. Um, the reality is that everybody brings a different experience to a word. And we may all, you know, and again, as an educator, I remember us having conversations around scaffold and there were all of these different word meanings for that word. So for me, it's like if you have a conversation with someone and you're throwing out a term all too often, we assume that we talking about the same thing. And that's why we should ask clarifying, clarifying questions to make sure that although you're using a term and I'm using a term, are we talking about the same thing when we're using that term? So I think that it's um, maybe a little bit careless of us to think that everybody has decided that relationships are romantic relationships or that they've only limited it to friendships, family and um, and romance, that only those three things are what most people are talking about. I think that in order for us to have clear conversations and make sure that we're understanding each other, when it comes to those types of words, we need to be clear about it. when I say it and you say it, we're saying the same thing. Because I think all too often people aren't. That's why there's so much miscommunications and misunderstanding. Because I said the word and you said the word. And for me, it meant this, this, and this. And for you, it meant this, this, and this. And for her, it meant this, this, and this. And for him, it meant this, this, and this. And we think we're talking to each other and we're not. Because we're bringing different, um, I guess, connotations and different experiences to these words. Now, if we look it up in the dictionary, it is what it is. Now, we're talking about fact. Dictionary didn't define it. Da, 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 da. But different people, based on how they've heard it used and all of the influences on you know, their experience with it, they'll bring a different definition to it. They will definitely bring a def different definition to it. So in your case, give me your definition of relationship. Since you're saying, well, uh, people too often limited to these three categories. But no, when I was doing my dissertation, I was going through it and, and I found something else that, that, that fits uh, better, at least from my point of view, what is a relationship? What is a relationship? So for me, I break the word down. I bring it down to relate. You know, what does it mean to relate to someone? It could be me finding something uh, in common with the person or or maybe some difference is start. I, I, you say something that's really interesting and now I want to delve further into it and we start having a conversation. In that moment, we're in a relationship. We are relating to each other. So I would say that whenever the concept of two people or more than one person or whatever are relating to each other, then that is the definition of relationship. Hmm. Under this concept where you are giving yourself, you're relating to other people, does it, do you think that people argue the opposite? No, 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 I'm not relating to you. I'm having an interaction. How would you call that interaction um, for them? So how, how can they classify it? How can they see it as a relationship? If it's only a, a, a superficial, uh, kind of like a courteous maybe kind of interaction, 
How is that a relationship? Well, that's the whole thing. Like when you said something in what you just said, it's like we want to put a grade on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So if it's a significant, if, it, if it's a lot, then that, that's what makes it significant. And that's where we want to start the threshold of relationship. And if it's something that we deem is insignificant, so it's just an interaction. It's like I've heard people say, I don't have a lot of friends. I have a lot of uh, acquaintances. <laughs> to me, that's what we playing. We playing to me word games. We, okay, well, this is an acquaintance. This is a colleague. This is a, this is, this is a friend. See, I, don't, I don't use that term friend, you know, broadly. You're just an acquaintance. You're just someone I know. But a friend is someone that there's a deeper, you know, uh, emotional connection to. So to me, I feel it's the same way we want to do a relationship. The interaction is just, hey, I see you. You see me. We say hi. I give you compliments. You say thank you. We keep it moving. That was an interaction. That was an exchange. But, you know, if I stop you and I give you a compliment and now we've changed phone numbers and we start talking on the phone and, you know, we're giggling and hee hee and ha ha and, and we meet at the movies, well, now we have a relationship, you know. So I don't know. It's kind of like the tomato tomato, like we're just playing with words. Um, a quick look uh, when I was looking for the word, uh, according to the Oxford Language Dictionary. <laughs> yes, give it to me. It's the way in which two or more concept objects of four people are connected. Or the state of being connected. The way in which two or more people groups regard and behave towards each other so based on that definition is it is it the significant thing that we started off talking about or could it be significantly less based on that definition and that's where it gets complicated right um even though when we when we use the the term friendship or like like you were talking about acquaintances and friendship in in how do you see it how, how do you de uh, define a person that is not that close to you um, would you call that person a friend? Like you occasionally hang out with this person, maybe you see it at work, or maybe you see it in a, in a, uh, in a different context, uh, at the recreation center or whatever uh, place in common you have, but you don't develop precisely that, you know, like, oh, let's go here and, and hang out specifically with, with, with this person. It's more like always circumstantial, right? Either I find you in, and the hallways of uh, the place in common that we have, or because of uh, you know a group of other people, we, we get together and, and 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 spark a conversation. How do you, how do you define that? Is that a, a circumstantial friend? How would you define that kind of relationship? Is it just a relationship? Is it a friendship? What is it? Again, you know, ask different people get a different answer. For me, I just use the label that most accurately describes you know i mean i i can get real specific about things so if i'm talking about somebody i work with i call them a coworker. if you know it's somebody i work out with is the person i work out with <laughs> you know if it's a friend yeah i kind of agree with the other person about you know he was saying he didn't have a lot of friends like i probably could name to you my friends and whenever I'm describing someone, if people pay attention, I'm very particular about the way I describe who I'm talking about. So if I'm if I'm talking about Sophia, I'd be like, I was talking to, I, well, no, I would I would most likely say I'm talk I was talking to my friend Sophia. I wouldn't just say I was talking to Sophia. 
and so because you're my friend um if a person's a co-worker it, it's not a friend they got some people who are co-workers and their friends and i'd be like my co and i would literally say i was talking to my co-worker and friend da 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 but if the person is just a co-worker and I don't really consider them a friend, and for me, like a friend is someone who I've confided in and who's confided in me, mm. who I would spend significant time with because to me, time is super important. So if I'm giving you my time, like we work together eight to five, I got to be with you by eight to five. But after five, and if I give you time after five, then you probably might, you know, have a little, you know, I'm going to spend time with you then, then you, you might be close to friends. And then, I mean, like, if, if I keep you around for a long time and I start calling you bestie, like, you know, we, we done done some things, then, you know. So, yeah, definitely. I'm real particular about the way I describe people and their role in my life, for sure. You mentioned the word time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, you, I'm, I'm giving you your time. Yes. What about the time frame? Because we, we, at least, uh, you know, in, 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 in what I have heard in my perspective, or what I understand from uh, from society is a good friend mm. is a friend that has been with you for a long time because you have endured um, the good and the bad, you know, and that person still with you. Therefore, we assign a value to to the time. It's kind of like in the in the romantic relationships, right? Mm. Like the 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 longer you stay together, you know, it's supposed to be the more significant. The more significant because you you have been through so much, you know, like and it, it is absolutely more valuable to be with someone that um, for seven years that with someone that you have met just one year you should prioritize this relationship and this comes into play because recently I had um, a situation where you know I had a, a friend probably I'm gonna dare to say that longest relationship um, that I have maintained from my time in Dallas and uh, it was uh, spring break uh, Semana Santa the basically equivalent of spring break in, in, in Europe because I was living in Europe uh, up until a couple of weeks and so she, she she came over we have traveled together many times and you know like I, I give uh, uh, definitely a significance to to the amount of time that we have spent these experiences, blah, 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 blah. So it's, uh, I, I noticed that, that you were going like, mm, shaking your head to the, to the concept <laughs> of time and, and if it's valuable or, or less valuable. How, how do you perceive that? Is, is there really a validity in saying time is definitely uh, a staple of a good friendship? Um, because you were talking about like giving up your time. So if you have given up your time for so long, isn't that a, a more valid relationship? We've been taught to believe so. And I will tell you that when I was divorced after 25 years of marriage, that was where all the pain came from. Because I was constantly trying to convince myself that if we had that much time in, we were meant to be together for the rest of our lives. And if we had worked so well for that long, then, then we should be able to fix this. Like it should be fixable, right? Because that's what we're taught. But I don't know that that's it's 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 absolute as much as that's simply what we've been taught and we've agreed to it and we cause ourselves a great deal of pain behind it. I read a quote recently and it said, you know, so, well, the quote might have been just somebody's opinion. Well, every quote is somebody's <laughs> opinion. But of course, if we give credibility to certain people, then their quote, their, their opinion seem to mean a whole lot, right? But it was saying, 
you could be treated better by somebody you just met compared to somebody you've known your whole life. And I was like, yeah, that's real, you know. But why is that? Is it is it because the other person knows all the bad things or this plethora of things about us? Then does that make us a person that is not desirable and the person that doesn't know us then is going to treat us better? Is that a, a reflection of who we are or is that like uh, many factors that come in such as resentment and, and the more you know about the person, the more you can resent it. But isn't it the, the more you can love that person as well? Isn't it like a, a complex idea of time? Yes, it's very complex. Thank you for that. Because when you go to talking about what society says and what definitions say, we try to simplify things that are complex. But let's not just, you know, uh, uh, mix up complex with hard. Because when things are complex, we won't make them hard. And they ain't hard. But there's many layers and there's lots of things that feed into it. That's what makes it complex. So everything you just said, I'm totally in agreement with it. Yes, the longer you, you know someone and, and there's been um, slip ups and, and apologies and then maybe they see a pattern of behavior or they don't see you changing fast enough or even if it took you 15 years and you're still doing the same thing because it's just such a deep seated thing about you. Yeah, they, they start resenting it. Yeah, they do. Where somebody else will see you do the same thing and they think it's cute. Well, it's cute to them because there's nothing invested in it. So when you think in terms of a relationship where I need to be able to depend on you to do X, Y, and Z. Well, this person here, I'm not depending on you to do X, Y, and Z. So when you have that little slip up, it's like, oh, that's cute. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. Well, to this person here who was really relying on you to be able to do that thing the way y'all plan to do it and you don't do it. Oh, it's a big deal. And I can't just, you know, shake it off and be like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't be hard on yourself. Like that person's like, man, we've had this conversation over and over again. You keep doing the same thing. I'm kind of starting to feel like you're disrespecting me or you don't care or you, you're not making the effort. You're not trying hard enough. All of those things. So I'll never forget one time I was um, going to a job and I was sitting with a guy. We were going to go through orientation together. And I think I must have told him something about, you know, relationships being my doctor. I think I had recently become a doctor and he hit me with the quote um familiarity um breeds contempt and i was like what because that just was it was negative and i was like no familiarity is good relationships get to know people and it, it just it hit me like a, a punch in the chest and i had to sit with that and then immediately i rejected it i was like hell no i'm, I'm not with that but i kept it i kept it you know, I'm, eventually I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to make, it has to make sense to me. And in the moment, it just, emotionally, I was not ready to deal with that. But then over time, certain things happened in my life that I related back to that. Where I did see where over time, when a person got to know you more and more, whether, whether they got to know your greatness or whether they got to know your flaws, I could see contempt. Contempt. Is it contempt on one side? because of your flaws um you know they're they're very aware of your flaws and therefore when you try to show uh, to other people you know your your pros let's, let's, let's call it like that your virtues they're like nah because i know nah, I, I, I know, know real story. Yes. i know you're not all that yes. so, so they start that that resentment, I'm, mm -mm. 
because they know the, the, the down days and they know the fear because you're so close to that person you you take you let your guard down you take the mask off they get to see both sides where there's some people in your life that you only let get let let them see certain things about you mm-hmm. so that person who knows it all you know they can become disenchanted disenchanted is that our nature at some point to become disenchanted with the other person is it a natural process or do, do people that stay in relationships either way romantic friendship for so long become disenchanted with each other and they just stay together because it's comfortable or is it really a validity in going through the motions and 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 preventing this somehow is, is there a way to to know if, if it's one thing or the other is it just um, basically I'm tolerating this because it's comfortable or is it I'm working towards this that of course that that sounds like the ideal right I'm gonna toward I'm gonna work towards this contempt to constantly monitor myself about what I'm doing to this person but that is such a it's such a difficult thing to do how, how do you see it is it really just I'm staying with this person in your experience because it's comfortable or is it I'm really staying this person because a valid um, reason that it's helping me to grow myself uh, you know because because that that is always the issue like at some point in, in every relationship the romantic or not you feel limited and, and maybe you feel limited maybe in part because of that concept contempt I'm sorry. yeah um I think it's both I think you stay with a person because it's comfortable it's familiar and it's your comfort zone it becomes your comfort zone but I also believe that you and it depends on the person and it depends on their level of awareness because I can just speak from my own experience that and, 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 and just take a step back and then jump back into it for me um I'm at the point now where every interaction, every exchange, every person that I uh, that comes across my path is here to help me um, deepen my self-awareness so that every relationship is a mirror of me through that person's experience of me. So, yes, there is still the opportunity, you know, like we think in terms of soulmates, right? And right now, for me, it's like the soulmates are those people who help you become your better version of yourself. Not the people who are your other half, not the people who, you know, see the sunshine on you all the time. They help you in their, if they're honest with you, they're honest about their experience of you. There's a potential to help you, you know, get better and better in who you are as a person. And growing and evolving into, you know, your quote unquote best self. (laughs) If you look at it that way, even the hard days or even when someone is, you know, acting out or being not so kind, you know, it's never about you. It's about them. It really is. It really is. So if we all were fully invested in our own self-awareness journey, if we were all invested in our self-awareness journey, we would do a better job of relating to others and being in relationship with others. 
so but but to, you know short answer to your question is both it's both it's very interesting because um in this example that i've given out earlier we had a, a you know discussion and we have an argument and, and it was due to the fact that i perceive this person to be always in a bad mood you know like so so i guess like you said you know they're hyper aware of your flaw and when i asked her so why are you still with me why are you still my friend um why did you come into this trip because we will travel to to different uh, parts of the world together mm-hmm. she said well i thought that you could change mm-hmm. how so magically have you communicated any of these things with me other than when I push you to do so? Right. What is your expectation? So it's, it's very interesting, you know, when, when we're talking about this, this level of, of honesty that it requires, you know, and communication. Um, I agree that that is the key. Yet, we are talking about it. Yet not experience it fully. What is the obstacle? What is the obstacle between what you just said about a person being honest and, and going full into this relationship to, to, prove, to help you grow? Because that is the idea. We always hear it. Whatever relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Someone that helps you grow. You just said it. Mm-hmm. Soulmate. Mm-hmm. Soulmate is someone that makes you grow. So why? 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 Even though we have invested so much time with this person, but it's like if we would ask ourselves and if we were honest, because we often aren't honest even with ourselves. That's why we find it difficult to be honest with other people. What's the point of the relationship? Why did why did we choose to engage in a relationship with this person? You know, sometimes we can't be after that. You know, so when you say you know why why are we investing our time? Why why can't we be honest? Like we don't even. One of the things I learned in the last two years is people are better able to tell you what they don't want than they can tell you what they do. Mm-hmm. In my experience as a teacher and then of course as a person, because I have this kind of conversation with all my friends, right? Do you know who you are? I will never forget this, right? So when I was going to be off for an extended period of time, I was like, you know, I'm going to really use this time to get to know who I am. You know, now that I'm not married anymore and, you know, I really got to get in touch with who I am. And you were like, bullshit. I call bullshit. And I was like, what you, what you mean? What you mean? You're like, you know exactly who you are. And then you went on to list all of these wonderful things about me, uh, it was, which was who you perceived me to be and who you believed I knew myself to be. And, you know, whatever it is I was telling myself, was like, stop telling yourself this. You know exactly who you are. Right. And then you were able to tell me who I was outside of marriage because you're like, I never knew you as somebody's wife. I knew you as this and this and this and this. And this is who you are. This was you holding a mirror based on your experience of me. And it was simply your experience of me. You know, 20 other people could have given me different answers based on their experience of me. And so oftentimes we can't answer that for ourselves. Like really, honestly, truthfully, like, I mean, real, for real, for real. Who am I and who am I to myself and who is it I'm striving to be? What what does my quote unquote best self look like? You know, when I'm, you know, walking in my authenticity or whatever, like whatever it is, all of the verbiage or whatever, like sit, like, can you verbalize that? 
And whoever it is you think it is, if you don't think it's what quote unquote society wants, would you verbalize that? If then you think by expressing it, you would further alienate yourself from people, particularly those who you hold dear for whatever reason, would you? So I would just tell you that that's one of my goals, one of my affirmations I say every day. I will speak my truth regardless of the consequence. I recognize that that was one of the things. And that you have chosen as a way that you relate to people as a foundation of your relationship. Interesting, powerful. Interesting to see if people agree with you or disagree with you. Right? So if you're listening <laughs> to this, let us know. Y'all know y'all agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely come back to the topic of relationships one way or the other. But I found a deeply interesting new definition of being in touch with yourself in order to define your relationship with others. I think that is not usually the response that you get when you're talking about significant relationships. And that is indeed significant. Thank you. And we'll see you and we'll interact with you the next. We'll, we'll relate with each other. Yeah, we're relating with each other. <laughs>